Hi, Jabu. I am joined by my friend Maggie. Um, and today we just want to talk about purpose. What is purpose? How do you pursue purpose? How do you walk in your purpose? And also just a few stories from the Bible um, in terms of purpose. Um, yeah, and then probably just share our life experiences. Are we walking in purpose? Did we know our purpose? Did you know your purpose, Maggie? No, not for the longest time. How I was comes? very lost. I think I didn't have enough information on how to pu- how to pursue it and how to know, especially the seasons, mm-hmm. season changing, mm-hmm. Re- recognizing that a season has changed and mm-hmm. what I need to do, mm-hmm. preparing for purpose. Mm-hmm. That that was information I think I didn't really put mm-hmm. into place. And then having met you, Mercy, and seeing how organized and visual boards and things that you are, Realizing I still know nothing. <laughs> no, 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 no. This life is a work in progress. You <laughs> learn, you learn every day. I gotta day. go back and begin again. Yeah. No, we learn, we learn. I think um, we learn every day. Um, so for myself, uh, my parents are very intentional in terms of bringing me up mm. with a voice. I mean, with the ability to know that after school, you needed to do this and then do this and then do this and then do the other. Then you just rules from here on end. Mm. Um, and I guess that helped. Okay. Um, did I always know what I wanted? No. Mm-hmm. I think I liked what is flashy, what is trending. Mm. And what you see others like in the Doing, in your estate indeed. as you grow up. Mm. So you'll see the air hostess and you're like, yeah, I want to be an air hostess. Then I tomorrow see. you'll see the actor and they're looking all nice with nice clothes. And I said, well, I want to be an actor. Yes. And then so on and so on. And then you discover along your path as you pursue campus mm. and as you pursue life that that's not the path that God wanted. Mm. And so the question is always... What is purpose? How can mm. you know your purpose mm. and how can you pursue your purpose? Mm. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, good question. I think I'd, I hope that you'll also cover as you're speaking about this is the place for the African parent because as 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 we were growing up, mm. you know, there was the five, the big five. Yes. The doctor, the lawyer, the, <laughs> the accountant, the teacher, the, you know. <laughs> And so somehow they seemed to only look at their kids in, in, in that, you know, frame. And also what would bring money, immediate money. Yes. And so I'd love for you to also cover that. Like, how do you, as a now parent, knowing maybe what we know now, how do you get And also children? the trends, the society, the trends, where we are Totally, at. totally, yeah. Um, photography pays now. Music does DJing. Pay. Um, before you used to be asked, what is that? Exactly. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's very interesting. So maybe to just look at a high level, perhaps maybe the definition of purpose. Mm. It is the reason for which something is done or created Mm. or for which something does exist. That is the purpose. Mm. Um, and I think the most basic is a cup. I mean, it was created to carry water and to help you drink with it. Um, but now when you apply it to human life, the question is always, 
how do you know what God made you to do? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we go through life seasons. You're born, you grow up, you go to school, you do one, two, three things. So how do you know where you ought to be? You're a teacher now. Have you always wanted to be a teacher? You're a doctor now. Was it clear to you from day one what you wanted to be? Mm. And I guess um, then it helps. And then the other question is always, so how can one know their purpose, Maggie? So how did you know? You said you, you were not always aware of it. Mm. Um, so how did you come to the point of knowing your purpose? I think one of the ways was I kept being thrown into certain roles Mm. um, when I was in primary school, when I went to high school. I seemed Mm. to be in certain places. So Mm. it was mainly to do with the creative Mm. um, um, space. So I was always in music, acting, or speech contests, or debates, or that kind of thing. So interestingly, after, after primary school, just when we were about done, we had a big age group mm. um, that was all in music mm-hmm. and art, you know, related stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we kept practicing, you know, it was practice. And for us, home home was church. Mm-hmm. We spent all our time there. Mm-hmm. And so went to high school and yes, eventually ended up in the music world. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't what my parents wanted, you know, it was one of those, it's too iffy. We can't really tell at what point you'll become stable. Yes. So there was kind of a fight about that, you know. Um, but my mom was very supportive. Um, and yeah, ended up, that gift is what opened doors. Mm-hmm. And so I got to go out, study some more. And yes, served in that field. I think for me, it was more uh, the ability to be able to do administrative roles, Mm. operational roles Mm. very well, Mm. Um, very systematic, even in how I think, in how I execute things. Mm. Um, Everything has to just follow a certain order. Mm. So the ability to be able to do that Mm. and to even pursue a role that enabled me to do that. Um, So you were nurtured, even in your upbringing. Yes. To pretty much play this role. Yes. Wow. Um, and then, so even in terms of seeking a career, um, was my path always clear? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. I had to do many roles to know what I really loved and what brought out the best out of me and mm. what made me wake up every morning to go to work. Mm. Yeah. So, and then in the course of that, is when I received salvation and I got deeper mm-hmm. understanding through discipleship in church mm-hmm. um, in terms of what is purpose. Mm-hmm. Like truly, truly, what is purpose? Like you just go around doing things and you think it's okay. Mm-hmm. So what is purpose? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so now I'm just trying to align myself into that purpose, align myself into what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. Do you have someone who called out your purpose? So someone who was seeing it and calling it out or encouraging it? I think at the workplace, that plays a lot in terms of your skill set. So you're very good at a certain thing. Mm. And so somebody is able to pick that out. Um, And then put you, promote you, put Mm. you in in charge of teams. Mm. And you're able to lead and all that. Yes, I did. So maybe someone would ask you, yeah, uh, Masimunyange, you're found in church. How come your purpose is not in church? <laughs> Good one, by the way. Some people think 
that your purpose, once you get saved, now you're... Oh, yeah, yeah, I quit pastor, my day job. Pastor, yeah, ah. you know. Interesting, by the way, for very, very long, yeah. we were taught and we thought and we knew that church was for Sunday, mm. right? And then it's either you're called to full-time ministry, so you become a pastor and you go and uh, you just sign up to be a pastor and you're a pastor throughout and the rest of the jobs, I don't know what they are. Mm. But as, I guess, as we have matured in the things of God, we then come to realize that even where you work, you can be a pastor in your office. Mm. Even where you work is purpose. Even mm. where you work is church. Mm. And I think the best example that then has brought this out is Daniel. Mm. We see Daniel working for the king. Mm. Then we see him investing in learning the law. And then we see him now mm. serving as a governor. Mm. And we see him being in charge of people. Mm. So that has brought... Um, this entire demystifying of what religion mm, and Christendom, Christianity is mm, all about. Mm. I believe that working in church, you should, I mean, working at the workplace or in the marketplace, as it's popularly referred to, mm. you influence. So mm. you, there are many people who don't go to church. So by virtue of the fact that I, I go to church, I can listen to a sermon and it's great. And I'll share it in my office with people mm. and they will actually pick the lessons and learn and change mm. and be influenced and be drawn to God. Mm. As opposed to me now quitting my day marketplace job. day job <laughs> to now go and serve in a place yeah. that God hasn't called me to. I hear you. But um, I also think that within the African setup, we did not have this understanding. No, we did not. And... Mm. So you find that most of us work, mm. then retire, and then upon retirement is when now you serve God. Mm, exactly. That's right? actually the, th yeah, the thought behind it. Your secular job is secular and apart from God. Yes. And apart from purpose and apart from exactly. God using it in yes. any kind of way. Yes. Yeah. But come to think of it, God has said that he will bless the works of our hands, right? Mm. And so we, we wake up in the morning, go to work, and an income. And that is the same income that we then use to bless the less fortunate, mm. the orphans, the widows, mm. the people who are sick and mm. all that. Mm. And even the best part is applying what you've learned in church on Sunday. Then your pastor says, go and pray in your office. Then you actually go and pray in your office for mm. that bad boss of yours. And mm. they actually become a good boss. Mm. So you begin to be able to see the transformative power of the gospel at the workplace, which is actually where you spend the most of your most of your time i i believe that at the workplace at the marketplace god will still use you and he will give you dreams and visions on how to be able to work mm. work with others mm. execute projects mm. programs mm. that will benefit the society at large so based off of your upbringing mm. from the point of your parents didn't understand the creative mm. world music and mm. all that mm. to you knowing and understanding purpose now more from a godly perspective, do you nurture your kids towards that understanding as they grow? And maybe you can just speak a little bit more into that. Yeah, um, it's a work in progress, I would say, especially getting intentional about raising these children in the way that God created them. So I've studied early childhood, and they really speak about the leanings of a child, that a child 
is born with certain leanings. And we see that clearly when you look at Esau and his brother because you could see the leanings are, are different. One became a farmer and one automatically became a, a hunter. They were not gifted equally even though they were raised in, within the same time duration and to the same family. And so these children come and they are, might even look alike, might be twins, but they are so differently wired and their leanings and their strengths are very different. And so what my husband and I have done is try and really throw them into many activities and then try and see what is, is it that they are excelling in and try and push that in them. We have one particular one who excels in certain things, but is very, uh, is not encouraged to run after them. Yeah. He doesn't like to pursue them. Yeah. Yeah. So now our work now becomes look, there is us clearly there is something within you yes. that causes you to excel in this area. Mm-hmm. And now our work is to gently push and nudge them. Calling out the gifts, yes. calling out gently the purpose. Try to give, encourage <laughs> them to pursue it because again, if we say if we agree with them and say, Yeah, you're good at it, but yeah, you don't feel like doing it, so you know, we're not we're we're, we're going to let it go, mm-hmm. then we're not doing our part in mm-hmm. helping him push through the difficulty of consistency in it. And I guess um, it's that's like the role of the parent, to just call out the giftings inside of a child and align them to purpose even if they're not in the mood or they don't even understand what it is all They about. don't even understand. And the Bible tells us, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're older, they'll not depart from it. And the training is that it's noting the giftings that God already put and the leanings that God already put um, within that child mm. and then beginning to raise them in it. Yeah. And when they are older, they will not depart from the place that was their strength and their purpose. Amazing. You've actually reminded me when I was growing up, mm. we used to read. We used to have reading time. Mm, mm, mm. That was boring. <laughs> but to look, to, to fast forward present day, I'm an author. Wow, look at that. I mean, um, it was just in the path wow. of what... Okay. I'd then have to yeah. achieve. Yeah. At that time, man. Wow. Yeah, but those were boring, eh? Being called out from playing to come and read. <laughs> yeah. But I thank God. Today, I'm like, yeah, I have the diligence to be able to do research, yeah. to be able to put my thoughts together, to be coherent in terms mm. of how I put my thoughts down. And yeah, and I can say it has helped me. Oh, look at that. So as your kids are growing is when you see their purpose and you try and align them, right? I also pray into it um, uh-huh. because you're, what I see is not enough. Exactly. So there's a God in heaven. The Bible says that he knew them from the foundations of the earth. Mm-hmm. He knit them in the mother's womb. He knew them. Mm-hmm. He chose them. Mm-hmm. The Bible says he wrote all their days while as yet there were none. Mm-hmm. So if there were days written, then there is something. There's something that God already ordered and then we also told, before. yes, and then we also told that we are the workmanship of God, mm-hmm. you know, to walk in the good works that were prepared beforehand. Mm. And so then ours is also to partner with God and the Holy Spirit and to ask uh, him to lead us and to give us wisdom, to lead them in the where they should go. And I think for parents out there, I think that's a very good prayer point. Mm. And I'm thinking, Maggie, let's pray. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's pray for parents. And mm. as a parent, if you're mm. connecting anywhere, to pray, to pray about these things. Because sometimes my people perish. The word of God says my people perish for lack of knowledge. Mm. You simply do not know how to partner with God. Mm. And how to partner with God is to pray. Based off of what Maggie has said, we'd like to take that into prayer. And as a parent, 
you can agree with it. You can pray and continue to partner with God. So, yeah. I think before I pray, I'd like to also point out Psalm 78 from mm. verse 1 to 8, uh, 1 to 5. It's such a um, clear clarion call to the parent regarding raising children. And it says, my people hear my teaching, listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth with a parable. I will utter hidden things. So some things are hidden, things from of old, things we have heard and known, things our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from their descendants. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. He decreed statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children so the next generation would, would know them even the children yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their children. Then they would put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds, but would keep his commandments. I find this um, particular mm. um, focus to us, to, to speak to our descendants, mm. a, a very strong point. And yeah, let's pray, I guess, even with this in mind. Yeah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for every parent that is listening. We thank you, Father, that you are the one that orders our steps. And so we purposefully, even now, align our steps so that, Lord, we are um, walking uh, in the same pace as you, Lord, as regards the raising of our children. Lord, that our mindset regarding their, their purposes, Lord, is, might not be enough to get them to where you desire. Your word says that you knew them, you knit them in their mother's womb. Your word says that all their days were written while as yet there were none. And Father, having written all their days, Lord, then we are asking for your wisdom even now to begin to purposefully walk and partner with your Holy Spirit so that Holy Spirit would lead and guide us in the wisdom that we need to, to, to turn these children to face the direction they need to face to. And that they would walk, Lord, in tandem with you. They would walk in, in pace with you, raising these children to become all that you call them to be so that they would affect the generations as you desired. And so, Father, we, we ask, Lord, for your wisdom now. We ask, Lord, for your wisdom over parents, over guardians, over grandparents that know you. I thought, Lord, they would be part of the, the those praying, those prayers that are intentional so that these children would walk in the paths that you call them to. We love you, Lord. You're gracious. You're merciful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.